and welcome to the Capacity Creator Podcast. I'm Melanie Sadka. In each episode, you'll hear about the many successes, struggles, and advice on how to respect your capacity. You can subscribe at Melanie Sadka, like vodka with an S.com, or come see me on Instagram. Or you can visit my Facebook page called Capacity Creator. On today's episode, listen in how this multi-talented, exuberant personality, Chris Farias from KiteString, attempts to satisfy all of his cravings by indulging in his many talents. Chris also shares with me the dirtiest word in the world, according to him, which I'm sure will shock you. You may also be interested in knowing how Chris goes deep into how high-capacity, good-natured, generous people can experience the reverse effect in giving too much. He talks about mental health issues that can be triggered by being overgenerous. Okay, so here we are. We are on the Capacity Creator Podcast. Amazing. Thanks so much, Chris, for being here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I want to tell everybody a little bit about who you are. Most people know who you are. <laughs> not everybody. Well, a lot of people do. Some of my audience may not, but I want to. I just want to talk a little bit about who you are in an unconventional way, if that's okay. Sure. All right. So you're involved in so much. A lot. Right? Yes. A lot. Hence why you are here. <laughs> you're the co-owner of a reputable creative studio in Hamilton, a respected artist of all sorts. And we might get into that because you're multi-talented, <laughs> multi-talented in all the different areas of arts. You're one of the most energetic speakers that I have ever oh, seen. Thank so, you. yeah, it's thank it's you. an inspiration for sure. Um and yeah, one of the most I think just exuberant personalities. <laughs> and I love it. It's it's infectious. I mean, even last night we're on Instagram, right? And you can see people just popping in to listen. And there wasn't a dis- like it doesn't need a topic. No. I wanted a topic, but nobody was really giving me topics, so no, I was just having a, a conversation. Question. I get so much um uh, especially when I do uh, talks or, or, or speaking engagements, I never really want to go to them. I, I, I'm one of those, I think it's their intro, extrovert introverts, where it's like when I need to be extroverted, I am completely extroverted. Right. But I would rather be at home on the couch watching television. Like, I love that. Yes. And it's also my downtime to recharge. Of course. Um, so I never really want to go to do a talk, but as soon as they say, Chris Frias, you're on... I'm on and yes. I get so much from the audience and, and um, just people in general, like just um, give me energy when I'm talking to someone like talking to you right now, like you, your presence is, is making me energetic. So it's not really, I don't know if it's me or if it's like other people pulling it out of me. Right. I don't know. I, I can't answer that. I don't think many people could. I wonder what Jared would say about that. Regardless, when you show up, you show up. I and do. It's, and it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> so let's talk about that because you show up in a lot of different places. Um, and before we go to that, actually, just I wanted to say a big thank you to you and Jen for having me on the podcast a year and a half ago. Because this is where this seed was planted. And I can't believe that I'm sitting here doing this so it's a, it's a bit of a dream come true we so love thank you. you on and it's you're awesome. such a special guest and you actually um you're so one of the things i love about you the most there's so many things but um you're very 
you're a thoughtful person. And I think that's so Thank rare you. nowadays. And you you uh, brought, it was the smallest little gift. It was a little ornament a, and it was a bird because I love birds. Yes. And I, and I it's, it meant so much to me that oh. you brought that and um, you're just so thoughtful. So Thank you. Never no, lose that. I appreciate that. that. No, <laughs> no, that's just part of who I am. But enough about me. <laughs> Although we could go on, but no, I want to make it about you because um, I'm thrilled that you're here and that you've accepted to do this. And we're on the topic of capacity, mm-hmm. and this is where I really want to explore this topic with people and really understand how they respect their capacity and how they abuse it. And I watch you, right? We have There's a lot of eyes on you, and we watch you in so many different capacities, if you will. You're, you're involved in so much because you are a very generous soul as well, and you are very caring, so you give a lot. So I want to talk about how do you manage capacity? Let's let's just start there. What well, does that I think mean? That what the word you said that was really just stood out to me is the abuse part because I I think that I really abuse my capacity a lot of times and I don't see it as um I don't see myself doing it to myself and so having the people in my life the right people in my life to are going to be honest and uh, authentic with me to say like okay you can't you can't honestly do that. Like you're not going to be able to do that. Cause I, I just, I have this, it's like, you know, where kids just, um, you know, when kids start to learn to drive, like when I started to learn to drive and mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm never going to die. Right. So I can just drive any way I want. Invincible. Or like, yeah. Invincible. That yes. invincible. I still have that, which is maybe a bad thing, but a, a lot of times I love it. I love the fact that I'm not scared uh, of doing anything. Uh, but I have the people in my life that go, okay, step back is this is this good for the bigger plan? Like, oh, I had a, a deep converse, conversation with my business partner uh, the other day, and um, you know, her asking me like, "Where do you see yourself in the next ten years?" It's, it was such a like, I'm just so glad somebody asked me that because I wouldn't right. have asked myself that question because I'm focused on now and um, all of the things that I can do right now. So it's having those people in my life to respect my capacity for me. Sure. That's really important. They challenge you to yeah, think back. Yeah, because I am, I am an abuser of my capacity. I take on so much stuff. So let's talk about when you're at that point, that breaking point. What what happens and how do you know? Oh, I um, when I get to that point, it, um, I get really um, overwhelmed Um, and, um, I start to, one of the things I hate doing is letting people down. Like if it's just, I think the, 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 the dirtiest word in the world is I'm disappointed in you. Like that phrase, it's just like, okay, you you might as well just killed me Yes, because like that, it just sounds so bad. Um, and, um, it's the people pleaser part of us. And I think that I know based on research and personality styles Mm -hmm. that contributes to that overcommitment. Huge, huge. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, um, uh, just that's what happens. I, I, I can tell when I'm about to disappoint somebody. I remember disappointing somebody, um, once and, uh, <laughs> to the point, uh, where I was like, I took on something and then halfway through I go, oh my gosh, I actually can't do this. Uh-huh. Like, I didn't think I could, I thought I could do this. Right. I can't do that. And I had to message them and say, I can't do this. And I, and before that happened, I was actually literally on the floor oh, in no. tears, yes. crying, going, I can't believe I took this on. 
Right. You're just disappointed in <laughs> I yourself. Was, yes. I was so, I was like, I can't believe I have to message them to say I can't do it. And like, how is it going to affect them and right. what they're doing? But what makes us say yes in that moment? Like what happens the moment before you say yes? Um, well, for me, it's opportunity. I love opportunity. I love doors opening. I love exciting things, new things. Um, I love trying all different kinds of things. Yes. You talked about, you know, that that table with all the different little pieces of cake and you want to just bite them all. I want to eat the whole damn table. I want to <laughs> eat everything. Yes. Um, so that is the opportunity. Um, and also like um, you like you like giving yourself like I love helping people like it's just it feels really good. You know, it's the, they say that um, if you um, give somebody one hundred dollars and you tell them to buy something for themselves or spend it on someone else, they actually feel better about themselves if they spend that hundred dollars on giving somebody a gift. And I think that's what it is for me. It just feels so good yes. to give of myself to someone, which is really unhealthy. It can be it can be very unhealthy. And I got to the point. I'm sorry. I'm just taking over. Your, your <laughs> that's thing. OK. No, it's good. It's good for the listeners to understand another point of view. It got to the point where it completely um, um, destroyed my physical system. Yes. To the point where I had a I, I keep saying mental breakdown. I don't know if it really was a mental breakdown, but it was a mental health problem and I know it came from that I know that's where it came from and to the point where I couldn't leave my house I was so I was diagnosed with OCD um, and this anxiety and panic attacks I had a panic attack that lasted for about a month and a half it didn't stop and I know that it was because it was just taking on too much overworking myself and your body is like this vehicle like for everything and you have to take care of that um you know, no, I hear you. I, you know, and as you mentioned that dessert table, I mean, if if you go back to d- the dessert example, it's like when you do take a bite out of everything and you overfill that plate, and then you be you've overindulged, yeah, and you feel like crap. Yeah, you just your you body do. cannot process all of that stuff at once. Yeah, our bodies and our minds are also like a bank account. You can only only withdraw so much. Yeah. until you're in overdraft, <laughs> and when you're in overdraft. <laughs> You're in trouble. It's the same thing. I mean, you only have a, you have certain budgeted, like our capacity is finite and learning to pace and learning to, to use it wisely is so difficult. I think understanding limitations too, uh, makes me so sad to say this, but like getting older too, like when I was in my twenties, I could have done everything and anything. Yes. I could have done all nighters. I can't do an all nighter anymore. It's like 1130 and I'm like, I'm, I like what what am I still doing up for sure it's true (laughs) you know and I think it's realizing that I'm not a 20 year old anymore I'm actually oh my god I'm almost 40 (laughs) and (laughs) which is great it's an amazing age I just (laughs) hit that milestone this year it's Uh, awesome I'm almost there yes um and I can't I can't do everything I just physically can't no yeah it's that invincibility that happened and I think the interesting part of that though is that we know we can't do everything but we've become a lot more efficient Mm. um, and competent so you know for example if I'm doing workshops or presentations I used to pull all-nighters and and prepare and put so many hours into it I don't do that anymore because I don't need to you don't need to yeah however with that time that I should be sleeping Right. I've now filled that extra time with something else. It was something else. And now I've over over committed. Yeah, absolutely. I think, too, like that's a really good example, too, because it's like I want to fill it because I want to better myself in something else. I want to be really good at something else. And do I need to be really good at something 
else. Like Right. But it's I like an know. adrenaline drip. It is. Like filling our schedule because we can. I love filling the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and my husband looks at me and says, have you seen the calendar this week? And I says, yeah. yeah. He's like, you filled it to the brim. <laughs> like back to back. And I remember I was, you know, even before kids, I was, I was doing this. I would book our weekend solid without even planning travel time. Mm-hmm. So we would show up half an hour late coming from another event just to show up. And I had to look at myself and think, oh my gosh, like that's, that's not fair to people and just to, to show up and be there because I said I would. One of the things I have done, um, is I, I work really hard throughout the week and the weekends. I still work on the weekend, but I don't plan. I try not to plan anything on the weekend. I don't, when someone invites me, I go, I don't know. Maybe I'll come to that. I don't know. Cause I love my weekend. Sure to myself because yes. I see like I'm doing this today I'm, I'm I'm actually presenting to you again later on oh, which I'm so wait. excited about yes um and I've got so much stuff today but like when I get home tonight it's just like putting on RuPaul's Drag Race amazing popcorn yes put a bird on me and I am good I love it <laughs> I often would love to come to your home and just do that and see what that feels like. Because it does. It sounds so dreamy, right? I think people with kids, and I'm envious. I want people with kids to know I'm envious of you because you guys have something so special sure. and beautiful and like the, a love that I'm probably never going to experience ever. And that's just kills me. But I think that um, people with kids look at my life sometimes and they're so jealous. I, I don't know. You know, Julie Cole from Mabel's Labels. Yes. We always yes. compare each other's weekends on, on Facebook. I'm like, what? so Julie, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I just went to three hockey games right. and now I'm taking him to dance. And, now, and I was like, I just woke up and Jared brought me a coffee. I know. I love it. I love that life. But you're right. I mean, we both have different lives and totally. there is a different love in each of them. Totally. And that's okay. To- it's totally okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of the week, it's, you know, I think um, high capacity people, um, you know, who I will be speaking with over the course of some time are guilty of jam packing that week to live for the weekend. That's true. And what happens is when you get to the weekend and I experience this over and over again, I'm getting better is that I crash because I need to recover from the week. Yes. So I haven't done anybody (laughs) or myself a service because, you know, it's finally Friday and it's like, all right, it's date night or it's pizza movie night with the family. And I'm on the couch sleeping (laughs) by 7 p.m. Right? So it doesn't work. No. So I guess, again, respecting that capacity is so important and and just really. I find naps help. Yes. Short naps are great. Not long naps because you put me in a long nap. I wake up. I am. I'm not happy. Did you know that if you hit the snooze button even just once, you throw off the next four hours of your day? Oh, well, th- th- this is my problem. Yes. I snooze. I hit this. It's basically uh, Shirley Ta- Temple tap dancing on my phone every morning because oh it's just like gosh. tap, yes. tap, 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 awesome tap, 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 from like literally seven until like eight. How many times? It's like every. every it, can, it could be every, every five, every it's ten like every minutes. Every five minutes, I'm just hitting it. So I'm not sleeping during that. time and I'm waking up and if I am going back to sleep I'm waking up again and that's so bad it is because it's your body going into the sleep cycle so we have four hour sleep cycles you would know you went through all this I went through the sleep clinic that changed my life and my capacity too so I I didn't know I had uh, sleep apnea and I went um and actually one night Jared was like um he's he like woke me up he's like are you okay? And I'm like, why? He's like, you stopped breathing for a really long time. I was like, oh, I did. So I went to the doctor and um, they tested me and I was stopped breathing 80 times a minute. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. 80 times, sorry. 80 times 
an hour. Okay. That's still more than once a minute. Right. 80 times an hour. And I was like, well, how am I getting any sleep? So it takes so long. It takes like, if you're going to go through this, it's like six month process to actually get the machine. But after that, the first night I did it, I I woke up and it was like I had woken up from a dream. And I was like, whoa, everything's so clear. Yes. <laughs> Which has got to be wow. dangerous for a lot of people because I think a lot of people have this problem, especially with like um, using our screens before, before we go to bed, um, all of the distractions and stuff. We're not getting enough sleep. And it's a, it can be a big problem with people driving and Absolutely. at work. And Absolutely. So that's really changed my life. No, that's it's amazing. Because yeah, so when I heard that stat of the snooze, you got to stop. So let's make a I pack. I got to stop snoozing. Right, let's stop I'm going to stop snoozing. See what happens. Yeah. Because we fall back into this sleep cycle. <laughs> Phone, did you know, how do, um, how many people do you think check their phones in the middle of the night? What percentage do you think? Oh, like wake up in the middle of the night and check their phone? Yes. Oh, gosh. I don't, and I'm addicted to my phone, so I can't eat, I, I don't know. Uh, 35% stop of the it. people, no, wake up in the middle of the night and check their phones. 35%? Talk about sleep disruption. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, either that's just a habit or it's. It's anxiety. Wow. And, and so I was just reading. Our up on phones all of this. are killing us. They are. They are. <laughs> yeah. We need to c- think about what is conscious consumption of technology. Oh, that's really right? good. Like, what does that I even love mean? That. I, don't, I read that. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't even know what it means. No. No. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Oh. He, it's really, people blame him. They do. Let's just blame him they for do. this. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of blame them a little bit. Well, for I blame sure. them a little bit. For like sure. they actually have testing zones where they're they're testing to see how they can make your phone more addictive for you. So basically, the scroll on um, Facebook, you know how you have to like uh, scroll down to refresh. Yes, that doesn't necess- that doesn't need to be there. It can refresh automatically. They put that in there. It's the same as a slot machine. It's that pull. Ah, you get that pull. Okay. You get that release, and something new comes up. Right. So it gets you more and more addicted to yes. it. Yes, and when you do that, you're seeing a lot more of the same things. Oh, it's the same stuff. That you are interested in, so it just follows you. I talk about this with my students at the college a lot, too, in terms of we are now uh, unconsciously reading the same stuff over and over again written by different authors or produced in different mediums because... We've clicked on something similar. Yeah. So now we're narrowing. Oh, we're getting what we're, we're, learning. we're getting further and further inside this this bubble that we've yes. created for ourselves, which is really scary. For really sure. Really scary. And you know what's what's even scarier is that you know I was on Facebook the other day, and all of a sudden I have these these ads come up for weights, like constantly, right? Yeah. Like these certain weights. I'm like what the hell's going on? Like, why am I keep getting ads for weights? I yeah. haven't looked up weights. Meanwhile, my husband, like 30 minutes later, he's like, hey, what do you think about getting these like Bowflex, Bowflex weights? So he's looking at it on Google on his phone oh. and it's appearing on my phone. I swear that they are listening too because I just so. mentioned something and all of a sudden I get ads and I go, wait a minute. It's all in your How head. did you yeah. know? <laughs> it's like Big Brother, <laughs> like literally following I us, know. right? Yeah, so there's there's a lot of that. And I think that has to do with capacity. And I talk about that in some of my structures. And one of them being ego cake. And that bottom layers options and opportunities, which you alluded to a yeah. little bit earlier. We are inundated constantly with do this, be this, buy this, get this. And how do we select, right? How do we decide what's good for us? And it's such an interesting phenomenon for me in terms yeah. of what are people clicking on? 
And what is that moment of decision? Yeah. What is it that they are missing or they've been convinced that they are missing? That they, yeah, that they, that's such a good. That they need. Yeah. What, what is it? What, what, because they're filling it with, with it, with something else, but they're missing something completely different. For sure. That they need to fill in a better way. Yes. They really do. And <laughs> Apple, gosh, the late Steve Jobs, brilliant man. Brilliant. Who convinced us that we were missing something before we even knew it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's why people are lined up for 16 days. For sure. On the launch of the I new iPhone. I don't need the new phone. No, I know. I don't. Well, apparently you do. I do. Yes. I always get it. Apple says, I always get there it. you go, I'm right? a fanboy. For sure. Yeah. But social media, too, has really uh, can really suck your capacity. Yes. Um, and you just get suckered into it. And um, it's the gratification. It's when you, yes. you see those hearts and those likes and those things. And I... I out of everybody, I am I am that person. When I get a bunch of likes, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I said something right yes. or I, I, I hit a note with someone. And it's really about balancing and understanding that. You have to understand that it's not all real. It's no. not. And, and you don't need that gratification. Social media can be so good for connecting. I love live um, chats where now you can respond to people and have an actual discussion. Yes. Like those are terrific. For sure. But you really have to balance um, what you're doing on there or yes. else it can just suck all of your time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's so, it's distraction. Totally. And that's another big I piece of this. I think empathy too is a, empathy Ooh. is a big thing for me. Um, and I think that we are losing empathy. Some of the messages and emails I get, I, I, I just wonder, I go, Did you, do you know I'm a real boy? I'm a human being, and you just sent me that. Right. And don't get me wrong. I've sent some stuff, too, after I looked at it. I go, why would I say that to anybody? I would never say that to anyone's face. Right. And um, I just think we need to step back again and think there's a – there's a, and our kids, like our kids are losing empathy mm-hmm. big time because they are sending messages instead of like – I've said this many times. If I sat here and I called you a really bad name, I can see the look on your face. Right. And – when I send it to you a message, I don't know how you reacted. So my body is not digesting your frown and your eyebrows and your lips and all those little moments that are so important to being human. Yes. I love that. And I think we are missing that a hundred percent in the stuff that we put out. We we can't interact in that human way. You're right. Cause we can't see the reaction. No. Um, so we're not having these meaningful, deep conversations with one another or responding. No, we're not. Amazing. (laughs) Wow. So where do we go from here? I don't know. Gosh, I mean, in terms of like, in terms of capacity, next. Um, but I just, I just, uh, little things that I'm fascinated with. I just, I want to try them, and I don't need to dive deep into them. And if you know right. what, if I do find something, like birds, I um used to love um um birds and the whole um the whole the genre aviator. yes yeah, yeah. is it aviator think, not no. aviator aviation um, no not aviation it's <laughs> aviculture aviculture there we go thank you i loved it and yes. i got one and i was like oh my god i forgot just how much i love this and now i'm i'm helping out with the um hamilton aviary to save it um but that means that i have to resign from a lot of the other not-for-profits that i was yes. working on and not that I don't care about those things. It's just that I found something that I'm so passionate in that just touches my heart. And I'm going to focus a lot of time on that. And you can tell. And I love that you use the word resignment because that yes. is definitely part of the brand. And that's really hard. About. Yes. Especially when there's a lot of not-for-profits that I absolutely love out there. And they come to me all of the time. Once a week. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And it takes everything in myself I just 
no is the hardest thing to say. Yes. And I know it I is. have to because it's not fair to me and it's not fair to them. Good for you. And that takes practice. Oh. I don't know that we'll ever be good at that. Saying no? Yeah, I think that oh. that's, it's one of the most difficult things. I said things. no to somebody the first time I ever said no, I remember, because my one of my friends, I have um, a group of friends, and they're I call them the board directors of my life, because um, I always go to them for, for stuff. And they're mostly like middle-aged women, because I think middle-aged women are probably the smartest people on the planet, and they should run, <laughs> run the planet. Um, and she said, you need to say no. So it doesn't matter what the next thing is. You're going to say no to it. Right. And this, oh, this friend said, can you come over for dinner? And can you teach um, me and my husband how to use Twitter? Well, first of all, like, that's rude. Like, <laughs> if you're going to invite me over for dinner, just invite me over for dinner. Right. Not There was, there was a, an ask to attached to that. Use yeah. Twitter. <laughs> and number two, Twitter's not that hard. It's not rocket science. It's not programming. There's, a, there's like, YouTube there's Videos, YouTube, and when you sign tutorials. up for Twitter, it walks you through how to do everything. Right, right. So I said, all I said, because it usually be like, no, I can't because of this, 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 and this. Did you do a hashtag no? I just said, <laughs> no, thank you. Awesome. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, she was She couldn't believe it. Right. What do you mean? I said, I'm no, thank you. And then she calls Jared, talking, why is Chris doesn't like us anymore? Why is this, that, and the other? Oh my gosh. It's like you never heard no before. Well, it's true. And I think, you know what? We train people when we say yes often too, that that is the default, that we we are going to be agreeable to most things. And so when no comes out of our mouth, not only is it difficult for us, it's it's them. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult for them to hear. Well, we've trained them how to react. Absolutely. That happens in the workplace. If you become a yes person in the workplace, you have to be careful because you will reach out. You'll reach burnout. Yeah, and then you become a bad person. When you say no. Villain, villain when you say no. Absolutely. So is that what we're going to do? Is that what our thing is? We're oh. going to say no more often? Yeah, I think that's a great commitment. I'm going to commit to say no. Okay, I'm going to follow up with you. Okay. <laughs> we're going to get on Instagram next week, and we're going to talk about our experiences in saying no. Oh, next yay. Right, that will be do, great. Yeah, we'll do a little awesome. segment on that. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it's my you. Pleasure. You're my pleasure. My pleasure, not your pleasure. Well, I'm sure you had a good time too. I had an amazing time. It was our time. pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Capacity Creator is produced by me, Melanie Sadka, and recorded by the amazing team at Hive Studios in Hamilton, Ontario. For more information on Capacity Creator, please visit capacitycreator.com or check out the Facebook page. 